Hey Pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's Horror. Horror. It's the horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. Before we start, we wanted to inform you that the movie we're discussing today deals extensively with the sexual assault of children. Unlike the movie itself, we thought it would be courteous to give you a little heads up and not, you know, uh, hit you over the head with it out of left field like the movie does. Yeah. So um, we are talking about the perfection. The trigger warning itself that I just did is is kind of a spoiler for the movie, but fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. This movie was written by Eric Charmello, Nicole Snyder, and Richard Shepard, and was directed by Richard Shepard, and it stars Logan Browning and Allison Williams, who you'll recognize from Get Out. And girls. And girls. I have not watched girls. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, it was released on Netflix on May 24th of 2019. And now for that theme music. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Cause if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror, horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. This week, we're joined remotely because, you know, COVID, by our very good friend, Jake DeLucia. Hey, guys. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Hey. So happy to have you on the show, finally. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. This is really cool. <laughs> how uh, how have you been holding up through this uh, COVID crisis that we are still undergoing? I guess as good as anybody could be. It's like, it's very weird times. It's very, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to continue uh, certain parts of my life, like work, regular, not not regularly, but just... I have the at-home version of work. Yeah, home like a version lot of, of it, yes. Yeah. So. To give the people a little context here, you kind of are involved with filmmaking in a, in a sense, right? Yeah. So Tell I, the people about yourself, Jake. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to film school and I did freelance filmmaking from about as like a main job from about 2013 until 2018. I mostly did camera assistant work in... Uh, Worked a lot on music videos and short films and short narrative things. Not too big projects, like not anything that you would see in theaters, really, but some things you'd see on Netflix and stuff. Nice. Did you meet any famous people? Met a few famous people. I got to meet Chrissy Teigen. I worked on a Pampers commercial Very nice. with her. <laughs> That's awesome. That's probably the highlight of... An you know, not to downplay if there's any of the other <laughs> There's some famous person out there right now who's like, fuck! You didn't <laughs> even that guy Jake that was behind the camera and didn't say anything. Just <laughs> snuffed me on last I remember part. you, Jake DeLuca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll never forget his name, even though I never, ever heard it. Um, I have a technical filmmaking question for you, because sure. I, every time, and I, I should just juke, oh, I should just Google this. <laughs> Okay. But I'm not going to. What is a gaffer? Yeah, um, that's a tricky one. I have no fucking idea. No, I'm just <laughs> it's not so, real. They made it. <laughs> so a gaffer is basically the person who works directly under the cinematographer. If you kind of think of like a film set hierarchy, like the oh. director is on set above everyone. Yeah. And right, right under them for visual is the cinematographer. And he or she has two kind of branching groups. So there's electric and then there's lights. So 
uh, the gaffer is the person who talks to the cinematographer about like lighting styles and like which lights they're going to use to set a certain tone. Gotcha. For a so I thought what a gaffer was just based entirely on the name and nothing else is because mm. gaff just sounds like kind of like a mistake. And oh. so I just imagined like, and it's gaff and it kind of reminds me of like gack from when we were kids that like <laughs> that goop. So I was like, yeah. I think a gaffer just runs around with silly string or something and just sprays people with it. And they yeah, it just like, keeps morale you. up. <laughs> I, I gaffed you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like, oh, Jake's having a hard time. Just send the gaffer over and splash <laughs> some silly string I on always, him. I always thought it was a typo that just meant gopher. And I was like, well, is there like acknowledging the gopher right, who has gopher. to run around and do shit? That's Those, fantastic. And not to not any slight against them because they probably worked the hardest or one of the people that worked the hardest. But those are yeah. the production assistants or the PAs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are like the we need four hundred bottles of water. Go do that. Yeah. I don't think I mean on a set, I, I don't want to downplay. I don't think anybody has an easy job from what I know. Well, um, I guess we'll talk about this movie now. Oh, <laughs> no. We've been avoiding it. Yeah, we have. We've been yeah. avoiding it. So to kick off our discussion, we'll start with a round of one minute spoiler free reviews. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, don't worry. I usually go first and I am taking a stance. I want Ben to go first. Oh boy. Okay. I was thinking a lot about this movie. This is the second time that I watched it. We we all just watched it. Actually, um, Jake watched it with us remotely a few minutes ago. Uh, we just finished it. And uh, me and I Jake... saw his cat's butthole. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, they saw my cat's We did a Google butthole. video, and most of it was Jake's cat's butthole. Um, yeah, it's the butthole cat cam I got running. <laughs> It's a steady cam. <laughs> so, so this is my second time watching it. Was, I think, it was, Jake, it was your second time too, right? Yes, I watched this. Uh, I think like when it first came on Netflix. Yeah, me too. And so I had a lot of time to think about this. I knew we were going to do it this season. And spoiler free, the main thing I want to say about it is I think that this movie is the film equivalent of an Edge Lord. I think it's trying real hard to be super edgy and do things that are taboo and make people be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. But to me, it comes off as really cheap. The twists themselves, I actually saw a lot of them coming. Um, so there are a lot of twists in this movie. I don't think that's a spoiler. But I don't think that the logic of them holds up. And it also just does some things towards the end. We mentioned that there's uh, child sexual abuse in this movie, and a lot of the movie hinges on that. So I apologize that's a spoiler, but I think it's worth knowing that going into this movie. And I think the way that the movie handles that aspect is really disrespectful to survivors of sexual assault, and that's one of my main beefs with the movie. So I... You just said a bunch of spoilers. I do not like this movie very much. <laughs> I would say it's it's technically well-made. It's, it's nice looking. But beyond that, uh, the positives, um, it's only an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what you said. It... It definitely reminds me of that person in workshop because Ben and I are both yes. writers. It reminds me of that person in workshop who would write something just to be shocking. Yes. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Like, just just go. <laughs> like, just just leave right now. I also figured out, like, everything that was going to happen within, like, 20 minutes. Um, and this was your first time watching it. And this is my first time watching it. I did, like, the, like, a lot of the stylistic yeah. Like uh, the location, the clothes, the costumes, like even like the actresses 
um and the actors logan browning really good job in this movie. yeah um so like all of that stuff enjoyed but i just couldn't get over like i feel like i'm gonna offend someone if i keep going because there's this author i hate that everyone loves go for it chuck palaka fuck <laughs> chuck Palaniac. Palaniac. Yeah. Palani- chuck pontiac yeah palaka fuck that's what i call <laughs> him because he fight club <laughs> calling out fight club i feel like fight club is the only good one yeah. but like did you read it i didn't read it yeah so i don't know for sure but <laughs> the movie's better than the book yeah i read a bunch of his other books because mm-hmm. my friends made me and I, he does that a lot and i don't like him yeah like just to be shocking you yeah mean? interesting i haven't read a lot of him i've read don't two, bother. Or, two or three yeah jake your turn yeah so um kind of similar sentiments to what you guys are saying overall this movie thinks it's way too cool for its own good. There's nothing worse than something trying to be cool and like missing the mark. Yeah. And I'm so happy to hear you guys both say you think Logan Browning did a great job because I thought so too. Um, I think like just watching it, I was like, man, I don't think Allison Williams is a, is a bad actress. Mm-hmm. I love, I really liked her in Get Out. But I do think given a shitty script yeah. <laughs> and maybe not the best director to work with, I think Logan Browning did like an amazing job, especially in the first half of the film. Yeah. Um, but I will say this movie will, it kind of feels like it's trying to break rules, but it's just doing it poorly. Yeah. And it's doing it in a way that just, I, I hope it doesn't think it's an art house film or something. Oh God. Um, but it kind of like tries to use visual language and, 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 uh, it takes itself almost that seriously. Yeah. Like the rewind, um, the rewinding moments. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So that's, we'll get into that yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I would say this is probably below average, you know, under the middle of the road, Mark horror film. Yeah. Um, is it a complete waste of time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll get into that in our wrap up too, because I, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I have, I, I agree. I kind of have those mixed feelings where I'm like, I want to, in some way, understand why people like the movie, and I, I think, coming from like, do I need to quote myself from another episode we did? Pretentious fucks are gonna be pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I think it goes back to what I mentioned about this movie trying so hard to be edgy. And Jake, you kind of mentioned that, too. Like, it thinks it's so cool. And I think some people mm-hmm. really can go along with that and, and buy into it and are are on board. And there's certain points in the movie where, like, I, I w- I'm on board up to a certain point. But then I fell off the rails pretty early in the movie and it never yeah. got me back on the rails. So... Just the whole time after that, like the first 20 minutes or so, I was like, this fucking movie. Really? So I know I had a a very similar reaction when I first watched it, because I remember, I don't know if it was Facebook or whatever, but I saw there was some buzz about this movie. And it's like, oh, this new Netflix produced horror film. So I was just like, okay, not going to read anything about it. Just going to hop in. Yep. Um, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. And I, I did that. And I remember like, it was like around the 20 or 30 minute mark where I, I was just like giving the film the benefit of the doubt. And then even in that, like the first 30 minutes, I was like, Oh, that was kind of cool. Like, it seems like they have a grasp on what they're doing, but yeah, then it just kind of goes to like directions that I yeah, think are just laughable and like, yeah, just way too, way too, uh, simplistic and cheap, just cheap. Yeah. Like cheap is yeah. a great, it's like cheap 
film dressed up in a suit yeah <laughs> kind of like because they do some things like nicely like yeah, it does like look pretty and they do like some techniques really well they right? also do not the rewinding uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um good costume good costumes throughout the, the dress the costumes uh, yeah now that you like carrie brought that up i didn't really think about that but yeah they're great the locations were beautiful mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of talented people involved with this movie, but at the end of the day, to me, it comes down to the writing. And like Carrie said, mm. we had a lot of writing workshops. Uh, we're both writers. We went to school for writing for, I don't know, 10 years. Uh, I, <laughs> taught, I taught writing for eight years or so. Just like Carrie said, it really reminds me of someone who's kind of new to writing, who's like, I want to write something that's going to shock people, get people talking. Oh, and God, yeah, very like sophomore, grad, uh, yes, undergrad student writing. 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm going to write a story that is that, that has this these elements in it and these twists a, a lot of early writers that like when they start out they want to put twists in their writing especially if they're approaching the horror genre and i uh, i'm biased against twists because i think that they cheapen stories i think that they they rely too much on plot and they put character in the back seat and i think that this movie does that over and over and over again where it does not value its characters it it goes for the cheap uh, like trying to make you gasp. I didn't see that coming, but it just doesn't work for me. And I think because it's about such uh, sensitive subject matter, it really rubs me the wrong way in a, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. So I think we've we've talked as much as we can without getting into the spoilers in heavy detail. So it's time to discuss the movie in detail, which means a million, billion, billion spoilers. So if you do still want to see it, uh, continue at your own risk. <laughs> All right. So we start off and it's a uh, dead mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, Allison Williams characters, mom. Honestly, I thought the opening shot, I was like, okay, this is intriguing, right? Yeah. I think like the opening shot and that's kind of the things like the cinematography is decent and like you can tell it's like a bigger budget movie doesn't feel like a cheap film. Right. Um, it does later once you see the story yeah, unfold. And, and now we're we're in spoiler territory, so literally we can talk about whatever. Like you can mention any spoilers if you feel cool, like it's cool. going to help our discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting with the opening shot, and I like took a note of this as I was watching, is just like dead woman who loves God and loves pills, <laughs> and her cello playing daughter. <laughs> yep. Um, it. Cause, yeah, because that was like what the 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 shots they focused on was like table full of you know prescription pills cut to the crucifix yeah cut to the picture of the the girl holding her cello in a trophy which i don't know if that's like how cello like musician like <laughs> like a bowling trophy. i don't know if that's how that works yeah right <laughs> i didn't even think about like, that that's great yeah you, yeah you it's get a, a weird thing sorry yeah you get a lot of context clues from those first scene because yeah you have the pills so obviously you gather that the mom was sick her daughter's a cello player you also like hmm. hear these women oh yeah the jesus stuff yeah which god um and there's a lot of God in this movie. Yes. Randomly. Um, we'll yes. get into that. And um, you hear the women in the hallway, like you overhear them talking, saying like, she's such a good daughter. She sacrificed. Can she even perform again? It's been a decade. Yeah, right. So it's like, I actually. Such an exposition yeah. dump. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they do a decent job with it. Like, yeah. I actually liked the yeah. opening scene because I was like, maybe 
Ben and Jake Waraga, this isn't a bad movie. That's how they get you. And then it was like instant. <laughs> they get you. Instant yeah. 20 minutes later, it was like, man, fuck this it's shit. It's not a bad scene. The, yeah. the way that they get the exposition across is okay. And then I'm going to try to speed through the premise here so that we can we can get to the action of the movie and the, the meat of the story. So uh, we do find out that Charlotte is her, is Allison Williams' uh, character's name. She was in a, I guess, conservatory or like cellist academy she stopped going when she was a young girl teenager somewhere in there preteen to go take care of her sick mom her mom dies so now she's going to go kind of find the conservatory people so she goes to shanghai and we are immediately introduced on billboards and stuff and i want to mention the billboards later but uh that we we are introduced to this character of lizzie and that she's kind of going there to see her. Uh, she also sees, uh, what are their names? The people who own the conservatory. Oh, shit. Anton and Paloma. Yeah, yeah. Anton and Paloma. Uh, and they're, they are in Shanghai recruiting new members, and there's sort of a cellist competition to see who's going to qualify. Yes. Yeah, they're really looking for the best cellists, like the cellists who can play really swell so they're looking for the swellest yeah. cellist but only girls <laughs> the swellest cellist yes and only girls yes. and only girls yes and only girls right and <laughs> this is a part so I, we mentioned how uh we we google videoed this so we could chat back and forth uh long distance but that first scene is pretty good with exposition right mm -hmm. and then we get to shanghai and charlotte reaches anton and paloma uh -huh. and is like hey Anton, why don't you just spell out everything that you just saw in the previous five minutes of the movie? Oh, and it's like, yeah. he he's like, everyone, I want to introduce you to Charlotte, the main character of this movie, and tell you about her backstory. When she was a girl, she dropped out of our academy, and her mom got sick, and she couldn't be in the program anymore, but now she's back. So anyone who, yes. anyone who wants to be a writer, don't do this. Do not. Come on. Trust your audience. Well, yes. Yeah, this is like where I think the, the biggest slap in the face from this film is just like spoon-feeding the audience when like, when it's already been established. Exactly. And it's like, how dumb do you think the audience is? Yeah. Right. That scene cracked me up in the rewatch. So the second time that I rewatched, like I was kind of like, okay, this is going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Anton is addressing a crowd who's about to see a performance of these young Chinese cellists play. And yeah, he says verbatim, as all of you know, Charlotte's mother got sick. Right. Which is like, why would they know that? She's a 14-year-old cellist. Like, is there a magazine that's it, like, oh, like a new hot nine-year-old cellist? Up-and-coming cellists in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cellist magazine. Oh, God. Right. Like, as every, like, this is old news, but Charlotte's mother got sick and she tried to kill herself, so. That's fantastic. Just, yeah. It was just like, what? Yeah. Why? Right. I also find myself mm. giving a lot of life lesson advice out for people. Life lesson. If there is an older man and his wife, and he's standing by the front door and weirdly groping his wife, just abort. Just say yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, get That's out of there. Sketch. No, stay away. Yeah. That is sketch. <laughs> say no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sound advice. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we kind of get that Alice, or sorry, not Allison Williams. Um, her character Charlotte is is there, and where she kind of approaches Lizzie, and they have. Um... They masturbate over each other. <laughs> Mm -hmm. verbal masturbation <laughs> they i mean yeah. at, at this point in the movie it's verbal masturbation over each other they're basically like mm -hmm. i've loved you since forever and i've loved you since forever and you're the best no you're the best and it's yeah. uh, whatever so we we I get mean, in a 
way that's kind of nice because I feel like yeah. most of the time when you meet people like in the art world, like I know when I was a dancer, like other dancers would meet and they wouldn't always be so nice. They'd be like, they're like jealous. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Competition. No, that's definitely yeah. true. So, but, um, when you know things about the movie that are coming, like the twists, and this is hit over the over the head several times is that they are so horny yes that is the yeah. what is established in that scene and then in the next scene when they are ben i have some real shocking advice for you uh-huh ladies like to have sex what listen i know that blew your no. 1950s so mind Okay, so this is another point where, in retrospect, this movie, to me, has very little credibility, and it does not seem to, like, treat its characters with respect. Right. So, knowing what these characters have been through, they have both been sexually assaulted for years, and they meet each other, and they're like, let's fuck. Uh, Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but yeah. I actually, I know what you're saying. I'm not going to go into my own personal thing, but I'll just say me too. I am a survivor of sexual assault. But I will say that there have been statistical studies that have proven that in some cases, people who have been assaulted as children, children is the big one. They are more promiscuous Mm. when they're older. So Mm. that is kind of a clinically proven thing. I don't want to rely on that because it's, that's not the case for every survivor. Well, I would see, I did... I'm going to be honest. I did think about that, but I was like, I don't think this movie's no, intelligent you, enough to be doing that. It's not saying, yeah. no, I it's think, not saying I, anything. I, I agree with you. Everything, yeah. the, the twists, the, the, the horror, like there's jump scares just in the middle of like, no, like scenes where it's like, why would you do right. that? No. Like yeah. they, it just seemed like disrespectful to the audience in like all those ways. But <laughs> yeah. I think like, yeah, like that makes sense. Maybe some survivors can be more promiscuous, but I think like, yeah, the way the movie portrays it is just so everything's like perfectly timed. Yes. It's like, oh, yes. look at those, look at those parents. Yes. They're cheating. And then she like moves over and grabs his wiener. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and then Lizzie's like, yeah. that makes me so right. wet. And it's just like, right. I rolled what? my eyes like, so hard at that. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah, so dumb. No, I think what they yeah. wanted was a sex scene. Yep. Uh, they wanted a lesbian sex scene. Let's yep. be real. Yeah, yep, but right. no, I, and they got yeah, it. I agree with you. I don't think it's an excuse. Excuse me. I don't think it's, it's, the movie was smart enough yeah so yeah but i'm just throwing that out there because you know i like to be like a middle road person every now and then yeah so no it's a good point to bring up but yeah i think we can all agree like the movie didn't handle it (laughs) yeah and they're 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 hitting this so hard again it's a it's a total lack of subtlety because it's like we get what's happening here with these characters and they just hit it constantly like they're into each other they're into each other they're into each other it's like okay whatever um she even says it at one point uh, i think lizzie says you were my hero yeah. to charlotte and it's like okay i have a question though so thinking about kind of like this plan that we know charlotte is up to she's there to try to rescue lizzie from this cult essentially mm-hmm. lizzie tells her about the vacation that she's about to go on mm-hmm. she doesn't mm-hmm. know about it beforehand what is her plan when she's going oh. there she brought the drugs she... dude i think it's she's just just letting think like everything's fallen into yeah. her like in, yeah. in front of her domino style like oh this is great yeah. like, this, oh this is convenient it's for me. so yeah. convenient because we talked about like <laughs> even the poisoning is like right on time yep like everything is convenient. Yeah, every, everything's right on yeah. time and like and there's even the part, and this might be jumping ahead of where we are in the story, but she's like, Lizzie, like, if you want, we can go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what if Lizzie's like, yeah, good idea. Exactly. I'm kind of sick. Right. <laughs> it's right. like, 
ah, fuck. Yeah. Like, but no, it all just works out perfectly, yeah. of course. I mean, I feel like she's um, kind of playing like a like a sociopath in that sense, where she's just like feeling it out and like she'll adjust as needed. Yeah. So, but like, mm. are we to believe that she went there intending the entire time to chop off one of Lizzie's arms? No, because she even says she that wasn't her plan. When does she say that? At the end, I wrote it down. I don't. I don't oh. remember that. Okay, so let's let's just focus on this right now. So they're there to judge. Both of the girls are there to judge a competition, and the winner of this competition gets a four-year in-house scholarship to this like prestigious cello school. And during the whole contest, what we, what do we want to call it? Audition. Audition. Yeah. Audition. Yeah. Um, they're like gossiping. Which is hilarious, yeah. and it's what mm-hmm. Jake was talking about. We see a dick grab, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after the competition, we're outside somehow, and Charlotte notices the music note tattoo. Oh, no, the video, the camera zooms in on the music note tattoo because right. Charlotte already saw mm-hmm. it. And they have some talking. I don't know. We find out they're opposite from each other. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Lizzie wants to party. Party. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going back inside. And this dude is acting weird. He drops a glass. He, his nose is bleeding. He pukes. What is... So, again, like, perfect coincidence. What? Yeah. So, I understand that this the movie needs the fake out of that moment for us to buy what's coming. And and to not mm. see it so obviously once we get to the fact that, spoiler, uh, Charlotte drugs Lizzie. But mm. what? What? So <laughs> what is with the sick guy? I think it's he's just... just a sick guy. And I think that uh, Charlotte's like perfect. I can use this as it's, like, because oh, so there's. Dumb. Right. Which is so frustrating. Yeah. It's like, perfect. I can make her puke bright yellow yeah. and I can <laughs> yes. make her like. I'm so glad. Experience yes. these things. And oh, she was just in Hunan where, where some passerby said Hunan is where this disease is going. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Like, it's just. I'm so glad. That <laughs> that's it... the perfection is this fucking plan like yeah. falling into yeah. place. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned the bright yellow puke because yeah, it is. Bile. Everybody pukes bright yellow in I'm this I'm pretty movie. sure that's yeah. like immediate go to the hospital yes, that is not okay right uh yeah. and, and like at one point she even eats this big meal but you know oh, that gonna... that meal does not know what they're gonna say eat the puke and i was like no uh, that doesn't happen uh, at one point she eats that <laughs> i wouldn't put it past this movie to do that just to do it yeah but whoa dude did you see perfection is the puke <laughs> It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and then there is the les- okay, lesbian so, scene. Well, you want to just jump ahead to that? Yeah, I'll just do some some fast-forwarding. <laughs> That's when I come back. So, um, basically, they're not deterred by this puking. They decide to go out to the club, and yeah. uh, Lizzie tells her something about how, like, you are always and will always be the person who makes my heart skip a beat when you play that's verbatim i wrote that down and then they go out clubbing they're drinking they're making out jake said at that moment by the way she was nine years old when she saw her play (laughs) she says in dialogue I wrote that down. I watched like the first 20 minutes last night and I was taking notes and I couldn't do any more than 20 minutes (laughs) um but yeah that just like made me laugh so much because and like okay like to kind of counter that argument, yeah, a nine-year-old could, like, love music so much and could have sure. an idol. But these are kids. Like, it's, like, yeah. it just makes me think, like, how, like, are they, is the back-off academy, like, 
sharing these kids music right. I, I don't know it, i was very it made me dive into that and just question everything i was confused too because i was like well how how did she see her play so much because the they see each other when they're like uh, charlotte is leaving yep. so how did she see her play how does she know her music she she left the academy yeah and like they cross paths like it's like you're taking my place but they don't like you know, she'd be like, fuck Charlotte, dude, I love you. Yeah, I love like, your CD. <laughs> yeah. I'm nine. Can you sign my CD? <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, it doesn't I play out that way. I yeah. get what y'all are saying, and that makes me question it now. But my bigger issue when watching this was how the sex scene, because spoiler they have sex uh how it was totally made from like a men's a man's point of view because there's like sucking on thumbs and like all this like yeah i'm like really lesbian come on that's a good point too because i I don't know yeah but there's like a part where like the one girl like lifts her up and puts her on the yeah i thought the same thing of stuff yeah yeah like that's listen I don't know. I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian either, but I went to an all-girls school. There is no scissoring. There is very little munching. I'm sorry. We got graphic. <laughs> I mean, hey, reality is reality. Yeah. I mean... Well, what'd you... Like, there's no scissoring. What'd you guys do in art class? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, it is very, it is very like, male gaze Yeah, it's... Right? Yeah, I, yes. I just know because I read an article about this, how, like, a lot of porn and, like they describe different things that are like phallic and then how they use it in lesbian sex scenes to make it just for men, not for lesbians. So I find this Mm. really fascinating. Right. I read a lot because I'm a librarian. Um, (laughs) So moving on to the next morning. And I think we all were like, wait a second, that is not a bottle of aspirin. Right. So what Lizzie says, she's all hung over and she's like, I can't do the party thing anymore or whatever. And, so Charlotte offers her aspirin out of a prescription bottle, which we see right there. So if you're paying any attention, it's pretty obvious that something else is going on. Right. Yeah. I think the average viewer would be like, wait a minute. That's not what aspirin usually looks like. But again, like she doesn't have a plan. So she's just like, I'm going to drug her with this hallucinogen. The, the way that after we get through the twist the first time there's the rewind and we see how everything just kind of worked out perfectly right but at this point in the film what is her plan okay hold on i'm gonna skip ahead she's gonna drug her and and what if what if she wasn't a lesbian like what if she wasn't into women what was she gonna do then the movie doesn't want you to think about earlier things like no. after they've already happened. Right. It's like, oh, well, don't, well, that was the beginning. Like you weren't supposed to think about like yeah. what her plan was. Like just let it unfold. Like the twist is like, that's where you're really going to love our movie. Like right. I think that's just how the story was handled. Right. And at the very end, I was trying not to get to this just yet, but you keep bringing it up, mm-hmm. Ben. At the very end, when they do like whatever umpteen number of rewind, because they physically do that it's technically only the second rewind but still heavy-handed um so at the very end she tells lizzie she goes i went there to try to change your mind but when i realized you were so brainwashed i knew i had to make a more i can't remember the word like a more intense plan basically she said she needed to do something that would make lizzie realize how brainwashed she was and she needed to do something that would make anton not want lizzie anymore right so basically what it comes down to is charlotte is really bad at what's called deprogramming a cult member yes real Mm -hmm. bad at it she's like she hired someone (laughs) 
yeah yeah uh, they they do stuff like they there's people who actually hire people to uh abduct people who are in cults and take them away there's i think there's a documentary about that, but it's it's all but real she weird get to have sex so i mean it's true well, yeah, I think it's like that the way the story plays out. It's like, well, then, then where's all the cool stuff? Where's right. all like, the crazy sex scenes? And yeah, the, at the end of the day, it's it's all about just the movie happens because they needed a movie. Yeah, and they needed Fair it to point. be they needed it to be shocking. Mm. Hey. All, all right. right, so that's the end of that part one. And this movie also has kind of chapters where it's then part two, detour. Lizzie is she's taking a two week vacation. She plans on parting it up. We kind of learned that in the first part, but she decides to go kind of across country and she invites Charlotte along. So they go, they're on a bus. Can I just say on the bus what bothered me was she was playing peekaboo with that kid and I was like, That kid's too fucking old to play peekaboo. What are you doing? <laughs> that kid was like ten. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I would have like flipped yeah. her off as a ten year old. I'd be like, Fuck right. you. Um Yeah, maybe that's like her mom like stops her from playing peekaboo. Maybe right. her mom, like in Mandarin, was like, You're fucking ten, dude. Yeah. Like just stop. <laughs> stop looking at that white lady. Anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're on the bus. There's plenty before the bus where you're not sure if Lizzie is just hungover or if she's like sick. She's and... getting like progressively worse and worse. Yeah. And food Tommy's... isn't helping. It doesn't help that it's just like gloop food. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> They're yeah. like, let's get you some food to settle your stomach. And <laughs> yeah. the only food they can find in China, which again, I, I don't, I've never been to China, but I'm like, aren't there a lot of noodles in China? Yeah, the other right, people if, were eating noodles. Yeah, she got mush. She got m- literal yeah. mush. Yeah, it's, it's like, like porridge weird. with like fish heads and like like yeah. a, a human toe. I think I saw in there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. So they get on a bus. They're going someplace, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sick." And well, they're she, going on her vacation, yeah. so it's like in the middle mm. of nowhere where yeah. there's no phone. Yeah, she or wanted like a totally cut off vacation, like, right? No to... first class. And she, she says said. also, "This is her first ever vacation." Yeah. Oh, she's a bad planner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you can afford first class, first class is there for a reason. Let's be real. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> if you're going to puke bugs, you're going to want to do that on first class. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the issue, too, is that she's never had diarrhea before because she's so sheltered. So she's like, everything will be fine. My stomach just feels real bad. So yeah. I'll get on this bus going nowhere forever. And I was yeah. like, abort mission. That's yeah. the worst idea ever. If you right. got a shit, you don't want to be on a bus. What's wrong with you? How hard no. is it to get a different bus ticket? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I've never been overseas, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's as hard to get as getting, say, a new flight or something. I'm sure she could have just been like, hey. Oh, like just change the bus ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling right. too well today. Can I postpone by a day? No, yeah. she was determined. Remember? Because, oh, this goes into her training, her like, we work through the pain. Oh, sure. That yeah, that's shit. right. Okay. They, they bring right. that up. So they, I guess right, they good do case. try good, to tie it into yeah. her character. Yeah. So anyway, she's on the bus. She's like, I'm going to shit myself. Yep. And yep. Jake, uh, if I move, I'll shit. Isn't that what you... <laughs> She says, yeah, she's, she stands up, Lizzie, who's not feeling good, and she says, I'm going to shit myself. If I move, I'll shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a brief interlude about someone I used to work with? And I, well, I thought you were going to tell a story about me shitting. No, no, no. I was no, like, no. what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, this was, we'll save that one. This is, this is, um, I used to work in construction, and uh, one of the things that we used to do is, uh, so I, I was in, uh, I, I was a laborer for a crew of masons. So we were pouring a 
basement one time and the way you pour a basement is that you essentially go underneath the chute for the concrete truck and you put a wheelbarrow there and you have to wheel the like this thing weighs like 200 pounds or something when it has concrete in it and one day this guy on our crew was just real fucking angry and we couldn't figure out what was wrong with him and he was just being a dick and like he was just looking at everyone like death stares and like i'm, sorry, I'm not Jake. gonna fucking do this i didn't mean this. to laugh that intense but that's what i tell myself when i like i'm in traffic and people are being assholes to me i'm like oh they must just have diarrhea yep. so this is so we were like dude what is the what the fuck is wrong with you and he was just like being so mad and he's like i don't want to do this right now i can't do this and we're like dude just like work through like what is wrong like he's never had a problem before and like people were just giving him shit and he was getting more and more defensive and like red in the face and at one point he just goes i'm about to shit my pants <laughs> it was fantastic so why not just bring it up earlier right okay all right so guys, want to admit it, so. guys if you have a poop story can you please send them to us please. i love poop stories also guys out there if you are dating someone who doesn't fart in front of you or talk about poop she's a shady bitch move on or he she's a robot yeah I think. just just move on yeah i farted on like our second date because i was like we was, gotta get this the, over it was a third date. yeah third i was like i'm just i gotta i gotta be real i gotta get it over with yeah and i'm a very open person so just throwing that would you listen. say ben that it was love at first fart a hundred percent yeah i think he was scared of me <laughs> well can, can we go into real brief no. that carrie is lactose intolerant and so if <laughs> if you if you know what that means then you 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 either are or you know someone who is and uh they have some pretty ripe all right let's move yeah, on it's true but let's let's go back to this stupid fucking movie so so anyway um, this woman shits herself on this <laughs> well we don't know that she puked on yeah. the bus but she pukes yeah. the bright yellow pukes. yep bile on the window and she does shit on the side of the road she finally mm -hmm. gets the bus driver to stop mm -hmm. um and there's a literal pile of poop like yeah they feature in the pile that. of diarrhea yeah, i actually kind of like that i do too <laughs> Yeah, I just—it seemed like, so ridiculous to me. It was ridiculous, but I was like, "Oh wow, they really it went for it." To there, yeah, <laughs> I was impressed. I really hope it wasn't that, as gross as I was expecting. But I hope that that actress actually has like the rubber poop just like on her mantle at home. Oh like, yeah, I did this movie? Or it's and... on like a really nice stand, like yeah. in like her library. Yeah. This is how I'm gonna remember this movie. Yeah. A worthy. Yes. A yes. worthy uh, mm -hmm. memento of yeah. this film. Oh, but they get back on the bus, and everyone's kind of, as expected, grossed out because, yep, that would be there is gross. There is a wonderful moment before they get on the bus. The angry bus driver, who's, like, not taking no shit, literally, <laughs> or figuratively, he's just pissed that this these, like, two American girls are sick and just causing an issue on his bus. Yeah. So, so uh, Lizzie's like shitting herself with the pile of poop. You know, uh, Charlotte's taking care of her, and the bus driver just comes out and like yells at them. And he starts like he has like a gasoline tank yeah. of like <laughs> I don't know, like sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's gasoline, but he's just right. like pouring it all over the bus, trying to like get rid of whatever the I, illness I really... is. Is it supposed to be bleach or something? But I, yeah, no, why? I really thought he was gonna set the bus on fire. I was so excited. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what did like, he do? It? Like, do it. <laughs> It's like, great, now I have to kill all these people because you took a That's shit. What, I was like, yes, do it. And that didn't happen. And oh, I was but so Charlotte, upset. I would have loved this. Charlotte, movie. like, right? yells at him. Charlotte yells at him, and, like, it's really not a great delivery of a line. She's like, 
she's fucking sick, you asshole, or something. Yeah. And then, like, Lizzie just, like, is about to die and shit herself is like, whoa, you're yeah. a badass. Yep. She does. <laughs> badass. Yeah. You're a badass. So they still love each other. They do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is, that, that right there is a good a sign of a good relationship, sure. And I, I mean, also actually do like the detail that Charlotte's like, listen, I've been taking care of my sick mother, like cleaning up your yeah. diary. Agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to be yeah. honest, Ben. I don't want you to ever be that close to me if I'm shitting like that. Just stay on the bus. <laughs> Okay, and you thank you. On that I appreciate bus. that. And, yeah, ditto. Yeah. Yeah. I would. That's what I mean. Like she was literally on the side of the road where everyone on the bus could see that this a, shit. That is a level. And I was like, I don't know. Just find a rock. Like you already made it out of the bus. Just find a, a rock to go behind or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't. Know. I don't know. Anyway, so they get back on the bus and uh, they're handed a face mask. This is so dragged out too. In yeah. retrospect, I was watching it this time and I was like, just get to the thing yeah there was there was like that weird moment where she's trying to get her to calm down and she's like let's name composers mm-hmm. bitch didn't even name Bach, but moving on yeah. um, <laughs> then she like pukes on the window and that's where it's uh charlotte looks at the at the yellow puke and says is that bu- is that bugs is that bugs yeah so then pretty much it you nailed it immediately like oh i caught what they that dude had at the party do you think you Mm -hmm. have it her brain's on fire blah 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 and they get kicked off freaking out i mean what what drug even i don't care like how much alcohol you've had like what medicine is gonna lsd yeah like this is some serious I don't know. It's uh... that is a serious drug, but I think it, yeah. I think she's playing on like the mind over matter thing. Like if I say the bugs, she's gonna see bugs, right? Yeah, yeah. Which a... is like it's like okay, but it was like way too perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. like bugs, and it's like oh no, no, I'm hallucinating exactly what yep. you want me to hallucinate, exactly. and it comes back like it happens like two more times. Yeah, right. Lizzie's a very good listener. Yeah, right. and at this yeah. time, <laughs> and at this time, the audience also sees the bugs in the puke. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we, right. if you're uh, stupid, I'm sorry, I don't want to say stupid, that's mean. If you are gullible, gullible, I was going to say less A fucking idiot. If you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> then you're going to see the bugs and the vomit and be like, oh yeah, it's bugs. And um, they get kicked off the bus. Yeah. And, I also oh, yeah, would have loved. scratching her skin. I forgot about yeah. that. There's yeah, that. she starts scratching her arm. I also love that like. Uh, Charlotte's asking if anyone speaks English and like nobody like <laughs> for the answers time. until she yeah she like then she fights with the bus driver then there's like a young student or something who's like oh do you need help I and feel like, like that's in very English. a very true thing though yeah yeah I mean but what I love is like or what I thought now like in this Shake, rewatch, did you not know did. that the rest of the country doesn't like Americans. <laughs> What? <laughs> the rest of the world. You, you said the country, rest of the country. Sorry. Oh my god. Well, sorry. I mean, the rest of a the lot world. of this country doesn't like America. Yeah. <laughs> right. Proud to be an American. But um, <laughs> no. But I would have loved if that student, like the the young dude who was like being incredibly helpful, and like a lot of these people on the bus were being helpful. When Charlotte's like, "Wait, are those bugs?" If that dude's like, "No, there's there's no bugs in there," <laughs> like, because it's just like there's right. other people. They're seeing right. this. Like, what are you talking about? Bugs? Yeah. Like, there's. Uh, you're fine there's no bugs i think she's crazy <laughs> can i also say too it is weirdly serendipitous that this movie is f- like faking us out right now about a-, a disease coming from china i looked at you and said that mm-hmm. yeah i was like that's weird yeah i yeah. paused i was like is that where the movie's going because i'd be a better movie right agreed so i mean in that sense i guess the writers were 
ahead of their time. Uh, God damn it. I didn't want to say it. Uh, but So what you're saying is this is the best written film that you two have ever seen. Listen, this movie is all about what happens when people come down with an illness that is scary and it handles it with care. Can and we just... Okay. Right. So she gets kicked off the bus. Her ass is dragged off the bus by Jake's favorite, the bus driver. That's right. My and dude. Their bags are thrown at them and then... They start walking because the dude that speaks English says that there's a town up ahead. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Charlotte too also gets angry after the dude throw the bus driver I throws know. their bags. Like, wait, what? You're kicking us off? I'm like, he, you're already outside, Didn't right? Like, you, it's been it's been right. established. What like, did you think? You was know, happening? you're getting. If you threw off. my bags at me, I'd be like, thank you, like, <laughs> thanks, right? Or just be like, this fucking sucks. What are we gonna do? Right. Not like, what are you doing? Wait, our bags like, too? Right. I'd be like, thank you so much for giving. me my passport so i can get the hell out of here anyway <laughs> anyway minor um, point but yeah let's go so then we get to the like the big scene where <laughs> the turn here is so stupid shit's, shit's really hitting the fan for lizzie she's like she's losing it she's yeah. yeah yeah this is also where with lizzie i get angry at this movie because you could argue if you wanted to that Charlotte is influencing Lizzie to see bugs in her arm or mm-hmm. in her hand and mm-hmm. say, oh my God, you got to cut your hand off, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't but, even say that. She says, you know what you have to do. But Lizzie is the one who sees the bugs in her arm first. You're right. So, yeah, she mentioned bugs and all this stuff. But to me, I'm like, what if she was like, oh, there's bugs in my feet. And then she was like, I got to cut my feet off. Like, what would Charlotte yeah. have done? I think, again, like, I she would have played up that, like, borderline sociopath that's inside of her and they're like no 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 i see him crawling on your arms like she would have she would have gotten there but my point is right it's it's all just like so convenient you're too good of a person you can't think like that you have to think if you want someone to cut their fucking hand off you'd be like no i'm just kidding it's in your hand but no but that's the thing that that bothers me is that that she's not the one who planted the idea that there's bugs in her hand Lizzie, like, just for the sake of the movie, is just like, oh, my hand, I better cut my hand off because there's bugs in my hand. So it's just a dumb point in the movie where, to me, I'm like, it could have been anything. It's just so convenient for the plot that she's like, well, oh, yeah. I see it in my hand. No, and then yeah. Charlotte's like, oh, my God, yeah, your I hand. Think it's also, just like, like, no. It's, like, cheap, and it's just, like, whatever. Like, honestly, if it was a, if the rest of the movie was different, this would could be, this could be a thing that I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, like, I could pass it. I agree. So, okay. But, like, What's weird is, like, she just threw up, like, spiders and stuff. <laughs> and then she sees them, like, going crazy in her arm. They actually, like, physically come out of her the, her forearm skin. Yeah. So then that's when Charlotte's like, you know what you have to do. But it's like, well, what about the stomach? Like, are you yeah. going to cut your torso <laughs> <Right>. off? <laughs> or how are you, like, they're fucking everywhere in you. So my bigger I issue was... One that she cut right at the wrist because if she saw them, she would have cut higher up, like right. on her mm-hmm. forearm. But other With the elbow, right? But the other part that bothered me even more was the fact that Charlotte had the fucking knife, the cleaver. the cleaver. It's a meat cleaver, like, rusty old. I'm just gonna say, on purpose, it's a proven thing that uh, manufacturers make women's pockets smaller so you'll buy a purse. <laughs> so I was like, how is that cleaver fitting in her fucking pocket? <laughs> Fuck you. No. Oh my God. That's amazing. That bothered me Maybe more. she wore, she, that was part of her plan and she wore like a men's line of pants <laughs> for bigger pockets. <laughs> But then, then we do so. So yeah, Lizzie chops off her hand, and then we get the first rewind, and like it's an actual rewind, so rewind like, yeah. of everything. It's 
Oh boy, and and again, it's a record scratch. Like it's it's yes. that like cliche, or it, I shouldn't even say cliche because it's probably the first film that I've seen in a long time that does it. But it's that like silly. It's trying to steal from like funny games or something like that too. But again, there's no commentary on any like the rewind is just there as a rewind. Funny games does I forgot it. Funny games has a rewind, which yeah, yeah much it, better. It's part of the handle. theme of the movie that and like violence as entertainment is being commented on in that film yeah don't they they like they break the fourth wall they speak to the audience and they're like the one person in funny games like gets shot and that's when they rewind is like yeah anyway we didn't need the rewind it was obvious that it was charlotte who was the one doing this the whole part but they have to show the audience they have to show that it's her mom's medicine that it causes hallucinations and itchiness and nausea they have to show that like she grabbed a meat cleaver they have to show xyz that's like the disrespect for the audience we're not smart Mm -hmm. right let's go back let's literally rewind and i'll show you exactly what was happening right (laughs) and then it says three weeks later boston and then we are at Mm. part three home and Mm. jake did you notice the name of the academy back (laughs) off sister (laughs) yeah (laughs) back off b-a-c-h like bach back off oh boy i I saw that this time i was like oh are you fucking kidding me anyway it's hilarious like a physical like (laughs) (laughs) like fuck fuck can you want to fight so carrie's bumping out (laughs) (laughs) come at me bro all right come at me you're gonna get bodied bro jang lee i think or chang lee uh jang lee like z-h-a and i had i watched it with subtitles on gotcha so she's arriving and yeah she's there so that's pretty much what we see and then lizzie comes back we see her at the gate and anton goes out by the way is like the winner of that audition yeah um the start of the film right anton goes to the gate and he's like lizzie where have you been we don't know where and this is another point with the movie's credibility where things aren't lining up and this is where i wanted to get back to lizzie was on a billboard in china as like she's here it's lizzie i don't know what the what it said but but she's famous enough as a cellist that she's on billboards and yeah she gets her she chops her own hand off and she's not in the news or anything yeah and she's like found on the side of the road like yep. days later she uh, says let's be fair how often do you see like classical music well what's performers the dude... in the news what's the dude's name who's the the famous cellist but they're not on billboards in like shanghai <laughs> i mean maybe they that's are, what i, I mean who's, who's the famous cellist oh what the fuck yanni i don't know any no. famous cellist god damn it i'm drawing a blank right now uh, keyboard cat keyboard cat so if keyboard cat (laughs) chopped its own (laughs) paw off we would have heard about it but but Uh, everybody everybody would have heard about that (laughs) but regardless of of whether everybody would hear about it she seems to be known in some way right so i feel like anton would have known what happened to her it just seemed like she's super famous so they're sending these mixed messages of like everybody's able to keep up with these young cellists and these famous famous young cellists and so we know charlotte we know charlotte's grand uh, mother gets sick when she's 14 exactly. but we don't know that lizzie when she's famous her <laughs> yes. gets... also like so to that point like lizzie just shows up at the back off <laughs> doorstep yeah <laughs> Like, obviously, she would be reaching out to Anton and Paloma for, like, help. Like, they're her, like, they're her parental figures. Right. And she trusts them. 
But it's like, wait, did she like call an Uber, but she didn't call Anton? She had a car. It's like, I know, I'll make it like a big surprise. Like <laughs> She had a car, I thought, right? She, oh, no, did she no. drive? She was just standing right, there. Right, and this is before she she goes and devises the new plan with with Charlotte, which is another twist that we get. But yeah, right. So Yeah, that is weird. She because... didn't call ahead. Yeah. Right. So Anton is like, oh my God, what happened to your hand? What happened to your hand? And then he gets her inside. She explains everything, what happened. And again, she exp- exposition just on on the nose again. And she even says, this is so dumb though. She's like, the police wanted to help me, but I was the one who took the drugs. I was the one who cut my hand oh, off. Yeah. If you are poisoned, I don't know about Chinese laws, but poisoning someone is poisoning someone. Giving them drugs against their will is illegal, I'm pretty sure, sure. most places. So, but it seems like this movie is like, well, <laughs> she was the one who swallowed the pills. And so. retrospective, well, also, like, wouldn't they have called someone from, like, embassy or something? Like, right. Uh, I don't know. So I'm saying, like, yeah. she's a known individual. Yeah. She's there. The loophole, the loophole in the law is if you think it's ibuprofen. <laughs> oh, you're right. Then they, there's nothing they can do. I forgot about, about that. Do you ever tell you not and... to take medicine from stranger? I clearly remember this being told to me. Yeah. Well, they weren't strangers. They had wild, wild. That's true. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I would have taken a lot of drugs just given to me. I'd be like, sure, whatever. Yep. Okay. So jumping ahead, we get to Minneapolis. It's Charlotte's place, and. Just to, to no, you missed that they he kicked her out of the academy. Yeah, you're right. Yes, we see we see Anton and I'm trying to speed uh, through Paloma this piece of shit. Betray. I'm sorry, but she gets kicked out and then she goes. No, to there Apples. there are plot points, Benjamin. We have God to talk it. about these. No, you're, it's it's a good point. So yeah, she she gets kicked out and that's where she gets pissed and we see the mm. turn, literal turn huh, of the camera on her <laughs> face. It, and we see that oh, she's yeah. gonna do something. So then she goes to Minneapolis, and uh, so she tasers Charlotte in her house and kicks her a bunch. K- kicks her. She mm-hmm. uh, brings her back. Brings her back in she's, the trunk. She's in the trunk. Charlotte wakes up, and it's Anton. And this is where we get the other twist dun, 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 that the anton and this academy are the bad people and she was quote-unquote trying to help her trying to help lizzie and we get a whole bunch of exposition and then we get the flashback of the uh charlotte playing yeah messing up all the rapey stuff basically starts to happen here 13 maybe 14 like when she was she seemed to be played by the same actress when uh she like left the academy Um, I don't know if they ever said in the film, like, I was there between the ages of 8 and 14. But anyways, she's a very young girl. Yeah. And uh, she's, yeah, that's when an hour into the fucking movie yep. they, like, introduced this. Right. So I would be okay if they did verbal or physical violence or both. Yeah. But sexual assault as, like... A plot point. To be perfect, uh, it... Uh, no, it... Yeah. yeah, like I have no words. And yeah. again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again because I am not ashamed. I don't want to go into it, but I am a survivor of sexual assault and rape, two different occasions. So I, like, this was very, um, personal. Personal. I started shaking more because I was angry. I was like, "Are you serious right like, now?" Like this movie is going there, basically. Yeah. 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 So. Well, like, uh, first of all. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I can't imagine, like, 
watching this, especially because the perfection treats it as a plot point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of like, it's so yeah. strictly shock value at this point, because we were talking about this. I'll, I'll get into this. I was going to save this to the end, but we'll get into it now. Um, I was talking to Carrie right before we started recording this about like why I am so pissed off about what this movie's doing and and how it treats sexual assault. Um, obviously for all the reasons that Carrie just said, but there are other like it's not an unusual thing exactly for horror to involve sexual assault in some way. Sexual assault of children, I think, is much rarer. But there are these these movies. And I think with good reason, but there are these the movies such as a uh, more recent one is Revenge, older one, uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Um, mm. I don't know. There, there's a bunch of these that there's are so sort many. of these. Yeah, yeah there's these sort of it's like... It's own trope. Exactly. But but the thing about those movies, too, is is even though they feature sexual violence as a plot point, it happens early in the movie. And so you're you're set up in some ways to know that like the, the really awful part of this movie is over in say the first 20 minutes or so and then we're Mm. on to what the movie's really about which is punishing the people who've committed this horrible act and that those tend to actually be revenge movies Mm -hmm. and Mm. they tend to be very graphic and it's all about i would much rather watch that yeah i Mm. i don't really like those movies either but i'm not so pissed off about them that i feel like i feel towards this movie because this movie it doesn't like turn your stomach like watching those films i mean well yes, it, it, it does, does but, but then but then the movie yeah yeah but then the movie goes on and then you you again it, the movie's really what it's about at that point is punishing these people they're they're revenge mm-hmm. movies yeah where this movie pulls this out as a twist from its back pocket and it's like by the way this is about rape and not just rape but about rape of children and it feels so like a big fuck you to anyone who is a survivor and it is it's very cheap super cheap it's well also yeah yeah, it's incredibly cheap and we'll get to this i'm sure in a, a few minutes but like later there's in the scene where they like dangle the, the possibility of Zhang Li getting raped. Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's really like that part is incredibly disgusting. I yeah. think like it's just uncalled for. Yeah. And like, especially in a movie like this, which is just like, it's, it's almost like a popcorn shock value horror movie. Yep. I just hope they don't think they were being progressive and like helpful in making right. this movie, but there's a chance they were. I would like to say that they were not. Yeah. Again, to to yeah. go back to that analogy of say the the person in a workshop who's trying to be real edgy, I, I felt like to me the the first time I watched this this was my takeaway, and I think I actually said this to Carrie. I was like, this movie feels like someone heard about someone else who had experienced sexual assault and was like, oh, I'm gonna write a movie right. that's like all about how like I'm gonna fuck that person up, dude. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll show cool? you. If, like, Wouldn't it be cool if I did this? Exactly. Because like, if we want to be real for a second, I actually had an undergrad. Someone asked my professor why I was writing about stuff like this. And my professor was like, you can't tell someone what they can write about and what isn't or isn't important. Like, yeah. because they mm-hmm. were so, like, offended. They didn't want to read it, They didn't want to read it. They yeah. want to know about it. Yeah. And... I'm sorry. It's something that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. like a person who blames. I don't. It's a complicated thing. I don't even want to get into it on this podcast. I would just like to say that 
this was really like a kick in the nether regions. Yeah. Like I I knew it was coming because I guessed it. I had told I, I want to tell people too. Me. I had told Carrie like what this movie was and made sure that she's cool kind of watching it and talking about it too. Right. So it wasn't like cuz I had seen this a while ago and right. I I wasn't like trying to put Carrie through something either. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. Well, I'm glad and also like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast like even if it's spoiler territory it's worth saying yeah. that because it is like not a comfortable topic and someone who's been through it might not want to hear about yeah. it right might never want to watch and this i understand movie. people like, who haven't been through it who don't want to hear about it either like i totally get sure. that you want to have your bubble but to use it yeah. as a twist on this level is so offensive and i don't think they mm. meant it to be offensive but to anyone who has actually experienced this kind of trauma it's infuriating yeah like i was shaking watching this more wow, because yeah. i was just i wanted to like punch the director like fuck you because he also helped write it so yeah whatever yeah anyway um well i like first of all thank you for sharing like, oh I can't thank believe, you I'm, I'm sure that's like not easy and like i'm really glad you brought that up because it's like put a new perspective on this movie oh thank which, you like just because I watched it a year ago and it came out, and I think like when when that twist quote unquote happened, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. But then like that was kind of it. Um, I didn't really see it as like someone who has been through it and like a survivor of it would have just been insulted. Yeah. And just like. No, so I appreciate really it. Thank you. Interesting. Yeah, I was pissed <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, are you... I remember that. Yeah. I honestly remember, like, from a year ago on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, because we were talking about it, and we were just like, really? It could have been anything. The, the movie doesn't benefit in any way from having it be sexual assault. As Carrie said, it could have yeah. been, a, like, physical abuse. It could have been something supernatural. It could have been literally... Mental. You could do mental Mental well. abuse. Yeah, yeah could... mental abuse yeah. would feel like would be a great fit. Well, not a great fit, but, like, it would make more sense and it would just been like i honestly would probably have a better view of this movie yeah if it was that and I, you can just you can be just as mad at someone who mentally abused you especially after years of therapy shock right. treatment whatever she had going on you could be just yeah. as mad and you have just as justifiable justifiable reason to be mad but sure sexual abuse that's yeah well it, like and it doesn't tie in any way to like the themes of the movie no Where they're, they're talking no about no. being close like using this perfection to be close to god and all this stuff what, last i what checked the in the fuck? bible you're not even supposed to touch yourself so yeah what the right. fuck does that have to do with well, so what's I happening was wondering yeah so were they trying to like play off that this is like more like a cult scenario or like or were they even trying to like tie it to like real life like you know like issues with the catholic church and stuff like it just yeah, felt I, the, I potentially wondered, but again it's, yeah. it's so exploitive of that it's not it's not saying anything about it it's not right. doing any it's not it's not telling a survivor's story and and even those like i mentioned how those sort of exploitive movies that are revenge f against people who committed these assaults like they're they're in some ways telling a, a story of survival Right. Yeah. And at right. this point in the film, I, I will say, I, I think the movie tries after this point to earn some goodwill back. I think it fails at it because it tries yeah. real quick to cram in the revenge stuff. But 
beyond that, it's really not saying anything about like it's not it's not speaking for or trying to shed light on or or say anything meaningful about this experience that real people have that is so. I, I, yeah, I'm at it a loss say, for words because yeah, I'm just no, I so... Mean, it does bring up two <laughs> things. It brings up, um, I mean, she was forced into therapy and self-harm. That does happen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, diminish that. I did some self-harm back in the day, so, you know, that's out there. And then it also shows, in, at least in this movie, it's, uh, like hereditary thing like his grandpa did it his father did it and now he does it but it's like so in a sense i if i'm giving the movie more credit than it's worth yes (laughs) (laughs) it is a cultural thing sure like but i think like even to your point from earlier carrie like if it was mental abuse like that would even make more sense right yeah as like this is just how we get our cellists to be perfect as we fucking like torture them mentally and like shock them and like right you know, right through hell right versus like like in how they show it by the way if you haven't seen this movie is just like out of focus anton just butt like buck <laughs> naked walking yeah. towards yeah. the girls like it's not handled with any class at right. all even if you want to compare his naked body to like the women's he is like you can't fully see him like his mm-hmm. junk is kind of covered up in that way. You can't really see it. Whereas the women, yeah, it's he's like, like it's just out of. He's probably yeah. honestly wearing something to cover sure. right. like, his genitals, and, and like they just throw yeah, it out. Yeah, and the women, like even it's the sex scene, they have to be completely naked. Like, fuck you. Yep, and sharp <laughs> in in focus. Yeah. I don't think we really see like like there's always like perfectly placed hands during right. Like, yeah, a thing, but yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. Just, it's treated you. as again like a very male centric. Like, well, no one wants to see this guy, right? We don't want to see his dong. Let's just blur no it. see a dong. We know it's there. We'll just blur it. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, um, it's yeah, frustrating. Should we, should we try yeah, to? Let's just move on. Move so on let's move I on. I forgot where we even were. Um, so it, it's a turning point where right after this, so Anton is. The, the mask is coming off, basically. So Anton, essentially from here, uh, has the people restrain uh, Charlotte, and she's then in kind of the, the, the seat on the stage where they have the big sun thing behind her, and... What's laid out here She's is dressed then, up like a 50s housewife. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they take the time to put makeup and stuff on her Bright and dress her up. Bright red lipstick. That's hard to I put on. The shoes that, that Carrie, Carrie mentioned that there was like a plug for these uh, there's some, stiletto there's style some Jimmy heels. shoes. And uh, she wears a nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering. Good to know. Yeah, the foot fetish. She wears a nine and a half. Yeah. Very important uh, detail to the film. <laughs> Just kidding. And so here is the point where, as Jake alluded to earlier, Jang Lee is going. Like the premise is that if if Charlotte Sh- Charlotte has to play her cello, and if she plays the wrong note, Jang Lee is going to be assaulted essentially. And so again, this is just a really. It, it is strictly in this movie for shock value um, to make the audience be like, oh no, like really, that's the threat is is sexual assault of a child, and it just feels so. It's, it's- ridiculous and cheap and it it's also we've established so, we're, we're pissed off at this movie yeah it's also like the that scene like really was disgusting because like they bring her in and she's just like this sweet girl and she's like excited to see yeah. like a great cellist play and then like fucking anton's like 
squeezing her shoulders during the scene like it's yeah. just like oh if my it God. wasn't like they did not hold back I'm yeah like, like if it wasn't a real thing that real people experience then you know you could say oh this movie's doing a great job make like building tension but again i think it's just it, it's so exploitive is what it comes down yeah. to it's so disrespectful to the fact that this is not a fictional thing that is happening or has can only happen to fictional characters this is something right. that real people experience yeah and I, I think from like the the writing standpoint or maybe in the like the actual production the direction is like oh we gotta make anton like a monster right he even says like and during that scene like i'm not a monster <laughs> right but it's like so they're doing everything they can to just make him the villain but it's just yeah it's 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 disrespectful to like people who have actually been through it and just like yeah. it's not handled well. right no. I, I, I wrote down in my notes at this point this movie is not saying anything it is it is not about anything it is exploiting sexual abuse of children for entertainment and right. that's how it feels it is it is not like those other movies that i mentioned it is exploiting sexual abuse of children for entertainment yeah I... yeah like just to just like you said as shock value yep. as like people are going to be like well i didn't see that coming and like you know, Choke maybe a fuck. few people say that, but then, uh, yeah, right? But then other people are like, holy shit, like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Yep. So, what happens is Charlotte does play a wrong note, and then Anton. The camera shakes. Yep, the camera shakes. Anton actually uh, sends the girl out and basically says, You didn't think we were actually going to punish someone else for your mistake and then it's like okay they're they send the girl out and then the, the idea is they're gonna rape charlotte instead and i at this point like very sarcastically said to jake and carrie like oh good it's just a rape of a, an adult woman it's totally the, no the, big the, deal. the pressure's off because right, yeah. that's, that's ultimately how the movie's trying to treat it like don't worry guys the, the kid is out of here now it's just a lady yeah like did you really think we're gonna do that <laughs> yeah like come on we're not that ridiculous we're not gross just a lady. Like, we're not monsters <laughs> yeah. jesus so, christ yeah, yeah. But then it like it pulls her by the arms and she we saw that her feet were already changed yeah but were her arms I don't like think they were yeah so i don't know did Who she knows? let them put her arms yeah i don't know there's like anton's like you know call me back into the room when she stops biting but then we don't see her like put up a fight right. like yeah i guess it's maybe it's implied but the the two like the goons who are like yeah. the musician teachers handle that right. and yeah yeah and so there's this big buildup where Lizzie, it looks like Lizzie, this is so ridiculous, Lizzie's gonna actually sexually assault Charlotte with her stump. That is what is happening in this film. That's yes. a real thing yep. that's going on. Um, it does turn out right before things uh, actually happen that all of a sudden, perfectly timed poisoning, the goons start to choke and fall over and then they're apparently dead, I guess. And they mm -hmm. smile and kiss each other. Yeah, and of course, because, you know, after all that, the first thing that you want to do is make out. Right. Well, what does our audience need right now? Like, yeah, some they need some makey-outy time. Woman-on-woman -woman sexual contact. They, they right. need so a way like, just... for everyone to be like, hey, it's okay, we're gonna just kiss, it's fine. This movie yeah, fucking like... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so... And then there's another fucking rewind. <laughs> another rewind. Yeah, there's another rewind. The the ultimate rewind. And it goes back to the point where Lizzie, try, you know, tased 
Charlotte. Back and, in Minneapolis. And then, but but my favorite thing is there's a there's a they don't actually do a rewind, but they do a flashback within a flashback. Yeah. And I was like, oh, rewindception. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> a rewind within a rewind, and we're two levels deep. And so so basically, what happens in the if you haven't seen this in the flashback, the the <laughs> top level flashback. Is... It's getting so like confusing <laughs> right now, yeah. So they yeah. flash back to the tase moment, and Lizzie's basically like, she tases her, kicks her a bunch of times, and then she's like, you were right, uh, cutting off my hand actually taught me a lesson, great job. And yeah. then she's like, I thought a lot about what you said on the side of the road, and then we flash back again. And this is, again, this is the point where I think the movie's trying to earn goodwill back by saying, like, yeah. Charlotte has this great speech to Lizzie where she's like, we were raped, we were assaulted, you can't say that we weren't, it, it is rape, what we experienced, it's not okay, da-da-da-da-da. Okay. At that point, I'm like, all right, but it's too late, guys. Like, this movie has has crossed that line of just being so disrespectful. Don't try to tell me you're you're showing these strong female characters and that's progressive in some way. Like, fuck this movie. So, anyway, and then it, it comes back, and I think then it cuts immediately to, like, part four where it says duet. Mm -hmm. And now we're on to mm -hmm. the much too short, I think, and too late revenge parts of the film mm -hmm. yeah so we see that they are in on it and anton is sitting in one of the rooms he's and in the chapel yep he's in the chapel paloma the other lady who's in on it comes yep she comes in behind him and uh she kind of falls over i think and then we see the the other we see charlotte and lizzie come in behind him and then <laughs> The music we, changes. We all laugh. Oh, oh my yeah. God. The music. Jake well, that's and like, I were so that whole scene out. is just like. Jake and I were doing like. Yeah, that, the white I was girl. like rocking yeah. out. Um, but that whole scene was frustrating because, like, Paloma, who, like, has a knife in her back yeah. at this point, stumbles to, like, the, the what's it called? <laughs> like, the threshold of the door. Yeah. And, like, you know, Anton's like, what is it? And she's just standing there, like, looking at him. And then she stumbles in. And then she, like, pisses herself yeah. and then she falls over to re reveal like this knife with a little bit of blood around yeah. it and it's just like yeah. it just i don't know it felt very like scooby-doo oh, totally. to <laughs> just so like what yeah totally it's it's such uh, a cliche walk in the room yeah. what's wrong what's wrong and then they fall over yeah. and then, oh my god there's a knife in their back and but yeah, yeah the... what, what, what? <laughs> yeah they're bumping music and and the girls say like you know we're, we're playing this music as loud as we can nobody can hear us all the doors and they're in are matching gray hoodies yeah and now they look like all oh, badass and they're like whatever yeah. we're gonna kick your ass and Zip -up hoodies are not yeah. badass <laughs> If you don't have time to when put did they your head change? through a <laughs> when, hole, you're when not did they change? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, oh, boy. Just... Can we talk about the even bigger twist? Yeah. That she's wearing a wig. Yeah, that's what oh, I was yeah. going to say. We all <laughs> died laughing. Cause... Charlotte takes off a wig, which I, like, what? She has, like, a pixie <laughs> cut. so random. Because she's been in therapy and, like, shock treatments and her whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't even it did like uh, flashbacks yeah. to like yeah that's there's some oh quick cuts God. to to her them shaving her head and all this stuff. And it's like oh yeah. okay okay huh what like why like <laughs> we I think we all were basically like oh shit another twist she's got <laughs> yeah, short right? hair like, <laughs> end of the world short <laughs> oh hair God. on a girl yeah. no. <laughs> no way oh man. Yeah. 
It's like we gotta we uh, we can't only have three twists in this movie. <laughs> Nobody's gonna care about it. <laughs> well, then the stabbing starts. Yep. So there's a steady cam yep. shot of Charlotte as she's stabbing Anton, and yeah, very uh, requiem from a yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Dream, like camera attached yeah. to her. Okay, let's not let's not even pretend that this movie is on the same level as Requiem for a no, Dream. No, no, but it's like I, that's where. <laughs> You know, if we watch the director's cut, they're probably like, we were actually inspired by German. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then uh, we see, I don't know, there's a brief struggle. Anton gets the knife and he shreds the shit out of Charlotte. How is that even physically oh possible? Yeah. She her has a left bone arm. in her arm. Yeah. It goes I know. Through. It, goes through, it goes through her forearm like Play-Doh. Well, okay. Technically, there There's are a two. Bone. There are technically two bones. So in your mm. in your forearm. So it is possible. Again, given the movie, way too much credit. But it is possible also to, like... to put something between those two bones. I don't know what the names of the bones are, but sure. there's a there's a gap in between them. You're gonna make me gag. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, to to be fair, it looks fake as shit. Like yeah. it, it's it is uh, yeah yeah it looks bad, bad CGI. And then he mm. gets pulverized with a club of some kind. Yeah, and this is like again, this is that fucking early writer workshop. This is for all the girls who trusted you. Like this movie's trying to say something about yeah. sexual assault, and it's like no, like this is way too late. It's it's bullshit. This is fucking yeah. stupid. So yeah, Lizzie's beating the shit out of him, and then. We cut to the, I don't know how, if it says how long has passed, but we, we cut forward in time. We're still in the, in the house. We see that Alice... Her, like, arms cut yeah, off. Yeah, Charlotte's character has it's lost like her... to the elbow. Yeah, she, the elbow. Yeah, she, like, was... Her left I arm. guess the, the... It was... That knife wound was so bad that she had to have her arm amputated. Sure. Which, sure, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, that knife went through and he pulled it, like, five inches. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'm on board. I'll, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with it. Uh, so... I'm not. I'd rather watch a war movie and then be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, there's other music playing at this point, but we see that they can still play the cello just with each one playing each different arm, basically. So, and okay, then... I don't know if you know this, but when you're a lesbian, you can play the cello as two people. When two because you're, <laughs> you're so in sync. That's that, right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Well, I wonder if like that's what they were trying to speak to is like these these women have been through everything. Sure. They're, like exceptional cellists, like they're they're on they're mentally on the same page now, so they can perform perfectly. Right. No, that was way nicer with... than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Two hands, one cello. Yes. And then of course we get the shot of Anton, and again, this is where for me it hit home. Where like this is some asshole writer who's basically like, I heard about sexual assault as something that happens to people, and like I want to show people that like I'm on their side. So if, if something like this mm. happened to me or someone that I care about, you know what? I would do is I would cut off their arms and legs and I would seal their eyes and their mouth shut and I would just like force them to listen to cello music all day but long. But didn't even Lizzie say she was going to cut off his dick and then they never cut off yeah. his dick? Yeah. Yeah, they, they said they're, they're I'm going to cut your balls off and like sell them on the market to or something. children, I think they said. It was like, what? Like, which market is selling just like loose you, testicles? Wait a minute, you guys don't like know about it. the uh, loose testicle uh, <laughs> cut off from a, from a rapist market? Oh my this god. Is like the Silk Road, like a uh, fucking yeah, that's it. dark web yeah, shit. That's... <laughs> yeah, okay. I've been on there. What? I got yeah. some I got some balls got in a jar. What's the problem? So, 
Hey, you, only, you only got two. You're going to need a few That's extra. Right. You know, just hanging out in the spare. Do you yeah. think Harvey Weinstein <laughs> was like an inspiration for this movie? I'm going to say that oh. these filmmakers are so fucking clueless that they were like, you know what? We got that rape movie on the back burner. We got to we got to fast track that shit. Um, this is this is so, on point okay, so for the, director, the cultural moment. So the director helped write this movie. He's given a written a writer credit. I don't know how much he did. But the other two, yes. they did like some Lifetime movies. Yes. And I'm like, this should go back to Lifetime. <laughs> yes. They so my take on it. I get honey and just stay at Lifetime. <laughs> I was I was uh, researching this a little bit yesterday, and like yes, so Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder have like written everything together, yeah. and I I didn't recognize anything that they did before. No, it was Lifetime. Here's my take. Here's my here's my I don't know. This Jake, is just projection. When I had mono. I watched a lot of Lifetime, and I may have seen some stuff that they wrote. You may have seen one of their movies. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Was it incredible? Mm. Was it as good? Was it, it was perfect? on level with <laughs> it was on this. Lifetime. It was on point with this movie. <laughs> gotcha. Well, here's my take is that, so those two wrote the movie, and then this director was brought yeah. in. He probably just was like, hey, change this. And they were like, oh, you get it right. Yeah, and he's just like, ah, I'm going to rework this. I'm going to do this. I don't know how much, obviously, like none of us know. Um, but this director had made, like, so his last feature film, he did The Matador in 2005, mm. which I remember that movie. It, it had a lot of buzz. They spent $12 million on that movie, and it made $12.5 million, so profit. Yeah. Um, then he made a movie with Terrence Howard and Richard Gere in 2007 called The Hunting Party, which had a budget of $25 million and made just under $1 million. <laughs> And then he was oh, working boy. on, like, specifically television. So I think, like, I think this script was bought by Netflix and they're like, well, let's find a director yeah. um, who has experience and we'll just, we'll give it to them and like have, have them like just make this movie. Netflix is just like drowning in money. So I think they're just throwing money wherever they but want. But then they like, like no, cut like... all the good shows. Yeah. I, I, I think, and I, I will say I, I looked up the director before this and i think he's really only done more tv stuff after this just episodes yes. episodes here and there so not even any features for tv so look i i think that the movie is technically well directed i just think it is so offensive and and it pisses me off so honestly i don't give a fuck it yeah. ends with them playing a duet together they are a, a celloist combined yeah because she cut off her opposite arm of lizzie yeah. and they're a whatever yeah, yeah. The, the director again it's not it doesn't seem like it's just that he picked up somebody else's script and and just did everything that was on the page he has a writing credit so he's he's to blame for this bullshit yeah. oh yeah yeah i think it's like still like his effort yeah like it's not like it's just like whatever i'm here for a paycheck yeah. like otherwise yeah. there somehow would have been like a pen name for the director or something yeah. right right so this movie like doesn't look bad, but they did a lot of film techniques that just didn't sit right with me. So like one thing, if you guys noticed, they did this thing throughout the film called like a split diopter shot. So what it is is like it's essentially putting like a bifocal on the lens of the camera. So usually when you have something, yeah, I noticed when that. When, yep. Yeah, when you're focused on something in the background, the foreground is out of focus or blurry. Right. But the bifocal, the split diopter, makes it so you can have both things in focus. And it's this really strange, like, effect. Yeah. It's very, like, it's kind of jarring. And uh, if it's used well, which is, like, not easy, it kind of just, like, heightens, like, tension. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was just, like, 
it was overused. They used it when in the beginning when Charlotte is looking at her mother. They used it when Charlotte sees Lizzie for the first time. They used it on the cellos when they're playing together. It was just like it was just so overdone and it was just kind of like there because it's like a cool thing to do. And then they did. Yeah. When Lizzie gets kicked out, they do the, the Dutch angle crane move where the camera twists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess like I can see like she's, we think she's going crazy at this point. It just felt like really heavy handed and like it's there because it's cool. Like it's, and that's what overall, like the whole movie felt like, that would be cool if we added this. Like, who cares if it makes sense? Who cares if it's, like, respectful to our yeah. audience or whatever? Like, this would be cool. Yeah, 100%. And that's, yeah, that's just the whole feeling I got from this movie. Yeah, well, I'm glad that, like, you you actually have experience in making movies and, and thinking about cinematography and that sort of thing. So you're you're in that mindset of, of what is the film language and how does it apply to what's happening on screen how does the shot line up with the like the physical shot line up with the subject matter of the shot right so yeah. but but yeah right like this so much of this movie is just so surface level it, it is it is a hundred percent shallow stuff across the board it, it is so shallow and and i actually yes. think like we really ragged on the people who made this film and and i think deservingly so and i think we, we can say all these things about how shitty this movie feels uh, about what it's doing and saying. And I think it all, it all comes down to the composition of the, the writing, the storytelling and the way that it all unfolds. It, it a hundred percent relies on shallow techniques that are only there to kind of shock you or make you upset or whatever. And, and so when it comes to the deeper things like the characters and what they've gone through and their experiences, it's reserved for like 30 seconds towards the end of the movie of like, Hey, by the way, this is real. You know, people experience this stuff. Let's think about that. Uh, way too little, way too late. And I think that that also applies to the composition of the shots where it's like, there's just no substance to this film. No. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, 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 there should be because of, of how significant, uh, the, the actions are you know yeah yeah like the big thing with all the the interesting like film techniques that are are not used that often but were used a lot in this film like you probably could have got away with it more if you weren't spoon feeding us every like point of plot like everything is so shallow that's what made me feel like do they do they think this is like a really artistic film because like the final product is like not that right (laughs) like the presentation of the story is like it's mostly just like a slap in the face to like whoever's like really watching it as like a movie that they want to digest. Yeah. So it's, it just felt so wrong to see these like interesting, you know, like it takes a lot of time to set up these shots and like get all these like beautiful artistic shots. And it's just like, but like for this movie, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it felt weird. All right. So as much as this has made me kind of sad, and as much as I, I hate this fucking movie and director, um, <laughs> I guess it's time that we should probably wrap up. Um, yeah. So we we have our usual two questions that we need to answer. And first, was this movie scary? I think it was cheap. I don't think it was scary in any sense. It, it Everything that it did just made me pissed off at the film itself. Okay. So I would say no, not scary. Yeah. Not in the sense that it's supposed to be. Okay. Jake? 
Um, I I would also say no. So I like, I'm kind of like new to watching horror films, and I kind of uh, I still get scared by the general like horror film language. Like oh, like strings rising. Like here comes a jump scare. Like I still sink in my seat and get scared by that right. stuff. And I did not find myself like having to turn the volume down or like you know prepare myself for any sort of any sort of like horror trope. I also think it's this weird space between horror and thriller, and it just doesn't like hit either yeah. mark. So, yeah. Long story short, no, it wasn't scary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with both of you. I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna say that anyone who thinks that real life situations are scary, you need a fucking wake up call. Um, like I'm actually kind of serious right now. What do you mean? Because being uh rape happens every day um sexual assault Mm. happens every day um i know that this is something that's being talked about more which is fantastic people need to understand that this is something that that happens i'm one of those people um not to sound like a conceited cunt but i get hit on like almost every time i walk out the door i I do not appreciate this kind of behavior that happens. It is like, it's, I don't even want to like run outside because I'm going to get hit on kind of thing. So the fact that this is like my everyday life is really frustrating that this is considered scary Mm. when I know that this happens to so many people. Right. So for me, this is more of a big fuck you. than anything this is not scary this is like something that actually happens to people and happens to people every day yeah so if you think this movie is scary i want you to reassess yourself i want you to reassess what the world is going through i want you to be thankful for what you have like I could continue to go on, but this is not a scary movie. You mean like in the sense that like it's scary because it's not something that you could really experience. It's scary for entertainment purposes, it's, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, which it, I think that that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, and that's the way this yeah. movie seems to treat what's happening in it. Right? Is that like it, it's like this a, is a scare not factor, scary. right? To me, scary is like serial killers, like um jump scares like we could keep yeah if, if you're trying to make like, if the movie's trying to make anton like you know michael myers right, or right. jason Voorhees, like this is that's no, not fair no. at all because there's millions of exactly him out there. right so i think that this is not scary this is like offensive that it's considered a scary movie right this is what a lot of people go through every day yeah yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah 100 percent. well said Thank you. All right. Our second question. Does this movie have lasting appeal? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I have to agree. I don't think so. I mean, I never would have watched this movie again if you guys hadn't asked me to join you on it. And um, I think think it just, it lacks, it's it's not the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, but it's just, it does everything at such a subpar level that I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. All right. So I wrote down a couple little little factoids, right? Rotten Tomatoes critic rating, 73% certified fresh. See, I was... That's high. I was very upset when (laughs) I read this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 100%. uh, That pisses me off. 
I, I don't think it deserves that. However, Rotten Tomatoes audience score, 58%. I think even that is a little bit generous. Yeah. Yeah, but so closer to like what I would expect. Because like how the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing is like, it's like, would you recommend this or not? Like that's kind of like what yeah. uh, factors into that percentage. Like I would expect 50%. Like I, yeah. you know, this is not a movie I would re- recommend to no. people. But I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's kind of on par. But the critics, 75, 73%, like that's... What? Yeah, right. <laughs> Seventy three. I don't know. I, I I would have to go back and look and see what how how many critics that's coming from because this was released like straight know, on Netflix. I would also like to know how many critics are men. Yeah, honestly, because yeah. I know so many people that this is like their daily life. Yeah. So in oh, that yeah. sense, it's like it's already happened. So is that scary anymore? Right. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, I also wrote down the IMDb score. Uh, currently, this this really only comes from viewers, so this is 6.1. IMDb, you never really trust what's happening there. Yeah. But, it's higher than but, I want. Yeah, same. And, and I will say, I've unfortunately seen a lot of people saying, like on Twitter, I like to poke around and just look for the movie and see what people are saying. And there's been a lot of people who have named this as their favorite movie of 2019. There's Sorry, a, favorite, hor- wow. favorite horror movie There's of 2019. There's a lot of people who like this movie. Yeah. I'm just going to say that if you were no mean person and you like this movie, I want you to defriend me on Facebook. I don't want you to talk to me again. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. I mean... For, yeah, for all the yeah for all the reasons that we've said, I think that it, people need to understand uh, everything that essentially that Carrie has said. That look this mm-hmm. this stuff that's used in this movie for entertainment and shock value. It, it, again, I mentioned the word edge lord, and I'm like, I think the people who like this are are like, it's so edgy, it's so it's not edgy, it's so you know disturbing, and it it's no holds barred, and it's like it's just disrespectful yeah. and. It's just, it happens every day, multiple yeah. times every like, day. Wake like, up, wake right, up, people! Right. Yeah, yeah. Get get woke. Yeah, woke. And that's that's what I wanted to say. So I haven't answered this question yet. So does this movie have lasting appeal? I will answer no. And I think that the the more that sexual violence is is discussed and out in the open, the more people are going to look at this movie as a vile piece of shit. And I think that's ultimately what it is. And so I think lasting appeal, no. I think this movie is going to lose a lot of appeal in the coming years. I think people are going to look back at this and say, I can't believe I liked this movie. It's so fucking dumb and it's so exploitive. So yeah. I think it's going to lose a lot of credibility for those people who liked it the first time. I don't have those Maybe feelings. I'm a little hopeful. I yeah. think you're being hopeful. I think... <laughs> I don't think it has lasting appeal. I don't think people from that are like 10 years old right now are going to watch it in like 10 years like, you know, they do with like Friday the 13th or anything. No, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the people that like it right now are still going to like it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard to say. Like, I, yeah, I, I hope that people that were adding it to their best of 2019 lists, like, just don't even think about it in yeah. years. There's but less I don't know. sex I think... Jake. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's kind of two. One's more people. How can you go wrong? Well, shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Jake, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. is there anything you want to plug or tell our listeners about? Because you're a pretty cool dude. You kind of look like Bruce Willis. Yeah, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> ben and I talk um, about that all the time. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I don't really have any like personal projects going on right now. So I don't really have anything to plug. I guess if people want to follow me on Instagram, that's kind of cool. Um, and will you guys, you guys have like links or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep, yep. We'll put we'll put links so in there. The, you can you know follow the link. But um, I do want to say like if you're listening to this in the current quarantine time, uh, I think it's really important to. As much as you can, obviously stay safe, but like support your small local businesses. If there's any cool like restaurants or bars that you really like, just check their website. See if you can like buy a gift card or something. That's really nice, Jake. Yeah, it's been it's been hard in like Rochester. That I have a lot of like really cool or like some of my favorite restaurants and bars that I've seen have been struggling. And yeah. like obviously we all need to stay inside and just be as safe as we can be, but just still if you can try to support those companies because we don't want to see those yeah, go away. Yeah, for sure. Jake, I just want to say from a personal level, um, I'm so happy that you are our guest for this episode. Yeah. You're an amazing person. I appreciate you. And I am like honored that you decided to do this movie with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, this episode oh. got, I don't know. Got... I was going to get mushier, but we're, you know, live. So <laughs> no, thank you. That's really incredibly sweet. And like Ben, I'm kind of cutting you off, but thank you so much guys. And like, it's seriously an honor to be part of this podcast. I love oh, your podcast. Thank so you. Super. Well, I, I had that like first day of school, like nervous <laughs> stomach this morning. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say, yeah, echo everything that Carrie said. Uh, we love you. You're you're awesome. Th this episode really got kind of heavy because um, it's dealing with some yeah. subject matter. But I think that it's it's really important to say everything that has been said. And and uh, I, I think I speak for Carrie as well, where we just really appreciate you. Uh, you know, being willing to, to, you know, take on some, some heavy subject matter on a show that is typically pretty light and, and pretty just comical. So yeah, thank sure. you so much for doing this. No, again, you're, you're very welcome. I'm privileged to be here. I love you guys too. We love <laughs> like, you. I, so much love. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I love talking to you guys and it has been a while. Yeah. Like we haven't really like caught up. So this was just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. This was good. Um, By the end of this season, we already know we have plans to do another oh, yeah. movie together. Oh yeah. Yes. We are, I'm very going to be talking about, I'm going to say it. We're going to, go so it's it. sealed. Spoiler. We're going to be talking about the lighthouse yeah. and uh, yes. Ghost Tom is going to be on that one too. So we're already, we have big plans awesome. for that episode. It's going to yes. be a big one. So yes. um, I'm excited. That's like probably in the past decade, one of my favorite good. films. Um, good. This was probably like one of my yeah. least favorite films, The Perfection. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to start with like the full spectrum. Yeah, we'll but um, you out. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Me either. All right. So that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. But before you go, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Okay. Bye. Bye.